Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. To the 40, 35, into the 30, cut back 25, into the 15, 10, 5, touchdown! This is the best bad idea we have, sir. Real driveway athletes, I'm Jack, joined tonight by Ed. And Ed, here we are. We've got Green Bay and Arizona. We're in week eight. The fantasy season is, we have passed really the midway point. We are. Um, And this is a pretty good game for Thursday. Even with Green Bay missing a bunch of players. Yeah, um, Arizona's a really good team. Um, but I, I believe I read today that uh, Watt uh, He's done for the year. Season. Yeah. That's a big miss. So I feel like age has caught up to him a bit, right? Yeah, I mean, his career is probably winding down, if not over. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what he wants to do. But this is like you know, two or three season-ending injuries in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel for him, you know. Yeah, I mean, you it never, sucks. You're, yeah. on a, you're on a good team that's a, a true contender. You don't want to go out hurt. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. But, yeah, I think that's a pretty decent game for a Thursday. Yeah, I mean, right now we're rocking 7 nothing. Chase Edmonds just scored. Looks like Green Bay is second and four around midfield. So we'll see what ends up happening. We had a couple punts to start the game. Um, I will say this. So typically every week I usually stream my defense. And I picked up Arizona maybe three weeks ago, and I, I, I've stuck with them this far i think like you and i talked streamer streaming defense early in the season and i think that that tends to be what i try to do is play the matchups until a more clear picture takes you know like takes shape and then grab one of those teams that you can kind of just start so you don't like you're not wasting your waiver priority or your fab um Mm -hmm. trying to grab the streamer, you know, the team that's playing the bad quarterback this week, the team that, you know, it's playing maybe Chicago or something. Right. So, I mean, I think we talked about Arizona is, I mean, they're a really good team. I think their defense is pretty good. Um, like, I think a couple of years ago, you said you picked up like a defense off of waivers and kind of stuck with them for, for the year. I've I like I've had many seasons where like I've been able to grab what was a top three or top five defense off of waivers and been able to ride them. You know, like yeah. um, it just is like the one year the Chiefs had a really good scoring defense. You know, it was like two or three years ago. Um, I was able to grab them. I think a couple years ago, and now they're good again. But. Carolina had a really good defense that they weren't like a preseason. Um, 
rank, but then they ended up being great. You know, like it just happens that teams you don't expect. In Arizona's case, like their offense puts so much pressure on another team's offense that their defense doesn't have as much pressure. You know, like yeah, because offenses get predictable. Or they can just really rush the quarterback because they, you know, they have to put up points. So, like, um, so I was talking to somebody today, and I was like, you know, in in this area, people start speculating. The Eagles look like they're going to have three first round picks, and people are like, oh, I think they should get defenders. I think they should get this. Now, to me, the defensive problem is not a personnel problem. I think they, their linebacking core can probably improve. But their defensive backs aren't probably as bad as they look, and the defensive line isn't probably as bad as it looks. They're worn down. They're on the field too much. Yeah, I mean, see, that's tough. I think they've given up like a a league-leading like 70% like completion percentage to the opposing quarterback like, like three weeks in a row or something like that. Yeah, I just that's, I, that's it's pretty bad. it's bad. It, it I'm not going to argue that it's not. I'm just saying that in in when we get to these weeks, like after the first three, four, five weeks, when you're putting this much pressure on your defense, things like this happen where either teams get really efficient at running the ball, or or they just toast. You know, they just burn your players. They're tired. They're worn down. Philadelphia hasn't had a bye yet, correct? No. Yeah, um, they're just on the field too much. In in a way, it, it reminds me a little bit of the Chip Kelly. Like they're not hurry up three plays in thirty seconds and then off the field. It's not that fast, but they're not getting a lot of first downs in the first half. No, definitely nope. You're right. You know, like it just. So my point being is, is like, um, if your offense can keep your defense off the field and they can be fresh. Or they can put the other team in a situation where they become one-dimensional. It helps your defense out a lot. Um, and I think that, like, at this point in the NFL, it's very hard to be an elite defense. The rules are just stacked against them. Um, so, um, in that regard, your offense has to help your defense out a lot. Yeah, they got to maintain drives, all that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Are there any like matchups you're you're looking forward to this week? Um, I, I'm interested to see um, a little bit of Denver and Washington. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. I was gonna say, um, we we talked about it a little bit, um, and kind of we'll segue into trades. But somebody wanted to trade you for Javante Williams, who the last couple of weeks has scored a decent amount of points, and I feel like for a rookie, right about now is when he would like hit a stride, right, like. So I'm looking forward to him in particular when it comes to fantasy. Uh, I'm looking forward to that matchup. I think that Washington's defense, maybe we gave a little bit too much credence to in the off season. So I'm looking forward to seeing Judy back as well. 
Yeah, um, he's he's a player I I picked up um, in draft, and uh, I I don't think I'll start him this week. But um, first week back, it's tough to start him. Yeah, it, it's it's good to see him back. I'll say that. I like. Um, I'm also interested in Cincinnati and the Jets. Um. You know, Cincinnati came out rolling last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, um, it should be interesting. One is obviously we don't expect them to have the same offensive output. Um, but the Jets have been okay against wide receivers this year, mm-hmm. but, but better than okay. Um, so I'm interested to see if, if this is a good test for Jamar Chase. Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm I was going to say, like, Cincinnati um, has some pretty relevant fantasy players. Like, Mixon is, is is playing really well also. Yeah, Burrow, Mixon, Chase, yeah. obviously. Like, I just pulled up. So, I, I mean, in a, a full candor here, I have Chase in two leagues. I just pulled up his, like, points per week in, in full point per reception because those are the two leagues I have him. It's pretty gross. <laughs> I have to be honest, his worst week was 13.4. Yeah, that's pretty... Um, You know, I think that him playing with his college quarterback is, is like, a a good payoff. Like, I wonder if you'll try to see teams do that more, like, pair up... Well, you have... You have Hurts and, and the Slim Reaper, right? Yeah. And yeah. then didn't didn't did Waddle play with Tua? Uh, I'm not totally sure about that. Um, it's tough to do just based on what your needs are at draft time. If guys fall sure. correctly, you know. Um, but you know, there's been a lot of rumors that Deshaun Watson's going to end up in Miami. Tua gets flipped to Houston, and then if if somebody else trades Houston for Tua, mm-hmm. um. That being said, two and Hertz had crossover, and and Devonta Smith played with Tua as well. Right. Um, but it, it's tough, especially as you get into like you know you can only do that for three three worst probably three years of drafting. Yeah. Um, after that, you're not going to find a guy unless you, you know. And then by the time that if you brought someone in from college days, it might be you know time passed but it's definitely interesting like there obviously that chemistry is there between those two oh yeah well and i mean chase is just look i don't do the you know back when i was like in college and i had more time in my life and thought i knew more than i was looking at like i would pay a lot more attention to um, college football, one, I just don't have the time in my life to pay that much attention to college football and to the combine and to, like, you know, what their scores were and all that. And the reality is is the people that do that talked about how Chase was a 99, you know, um, per- percentile prospect. So some of it is is that obviously there's trust and they know each other, but some of it is just Jamar Chase is like a, like a Julio Jones-level prospect. Right. You know, like they, these guys, there's good receivers. There's very good receivers to two very good to great receivers that come out maybe every, you know, year or two. 
those kind of guys, the Julios, the the Calvin Johnsons, the, those guys, and and I know this is a lot of pressure for a kid, and I don't like it, but that's where his, you know, where everybody who maps this out that says where he fits, those guys don't come out every year, you know. Um, Certainly not. <laughs> which is why they went with him instead of taking an offensive lineman when they needed offensive line more. Yeah, I mean, I guess they, you know, they figure they're – they're a team like that was sort of like rebuilding and um, maybe they were just hit, like taking that into consideration too, you know? Yeah. I mean, it looks genius now, obviously. It, um, it certainly does. So we'll see, you know, we'll see as the season goes. I still have concerns about them keeping Barrow upright, but that offense is, you know, like, what can you say last week? Looked amazing. Obviously, we don't expect Chase to get 200 receiving yards, but um, every week. But he's been he's been fantastic, and we talked about it yesterday. You know, on pace to possibly break break what Jefferson did last year, um, even without the extra game. He's on pace, um, even without the extra game to beat to beat Jefferson's season last year. But that's a crazy pace to be on. So we'll see. It's a long season. Um. The other game I'm looking at, just uh, obviously fantasy purposes, is the Rams at Houston. <laughs> you got a lot of really significant players on the Rams. Uh, like, on paper, this looks like it could be a blowout. It looks like it could be a monster week for some of the players in Stafford. And Cup, Woods, Henderson, but it is this like a a trap game when it comes to like game script? You know, I I don't I don't know, man. Like I the Rams, the Rams have looked every bit that we thought they would under Stafford. Right? We we thought we, everybody had rose colored glasses on, and it was right. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. I I, I mean. Yes, it, it has all the markings for you got Terod Taylor coming back in Houston. They just dealt Ingram. The team's not exactly thrilled. I think about um, the like the guys who are still there about uh, you know entering a full destruction. Um, yeah. They have a they have a lot of veterans there, um, and in the NFL careers are so short. You don't you know it's not like hockey or basketball. Um, your your career might be two years long, you know, and if you spend one of them on a team that's not really trying to win, can't feel great. Yeah, and chances are Watson gets dealt this week. Um, well, he's only waived his no trade clause to Miami to no one else. Mm. Um, and we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to comment on anything further than. I'd want to know more about if this guy this he may never take a snap again or he could play next week. It's true. Yeah. You know like I'd want to have more clarity and it's going to cost the team a lot even though he's not, you know, he's not dressing in Houston. It's it's a it's a really fucked up situation all around. You know like he's got some serious allegations against him where he could face prison time. 
Um, there's there's a black eye for the sport, but then there's also like it's got to work its way through the process to 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 find out what's going on. It's just a lot. It is a lot. You're right. But I'm guessing like be part of that deal, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Tua, Tua would end up. You're not he, unless you you would only send picks to Houston because they might not actually want Tua, and then you'd be doing dealing Tua somewhere else. He's a young enough player that, and he's been injured that another team might want to take a shot, a la like Sam Darnold. You know, like another team that's close but needs a quarterback might take the shot to see if, like, hey, there might be something here. Mm-hmm. Um, or like what Indianapolis did with Wentz. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it, it, it happens, right? Like um, obviously you're not looking at the teams that drafted a quarterback this year, but there are always teams that are – kind of floating around you know that might want to take a shit the saints might want to take a shot you know like you never know um it's not like like winston hasn't been tampa bay winston but he hasn't been great yeah or or like a washington you know washington would make a ton of sense yeah the giants would make a ton of sense so speaking of the giants like that's the Monday night matchup is the Giants in Kansas City. I mean, to, to good Kansas get it. City does not look good this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City trades for Allen Robinson. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that that would be that'd be a really good trade for them. But, I, I mean, I, I mean, you would think that offense is not their problem, but... It is and it isn't, right? The defense yeah. isn't playing very well, but the offense isn't playing like we expect Kansas City to play. No. Um, last week was really bad. The Giants are a good, like, get-it-right team to play against, but I think they've been searching. They've been searching for a third option. Um, they had Watkins. They brought Watkins in. Um, they... Uh, Signed Josh Gordon. Um, they have brought different players in. It just hasn't worked, um, or it just hasn't been exactly what they're looking for. And then they, you know, we all kind of knew that Hardman's gotten his chances, and it's not Hardman. No, no, he's not. He's not working out. Um, any update on Barkley for that game? The last I saw, he 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 practiced. On Tuesday, I've got I've got nothing on sleeper right now about if Barkley's expected to play or not. Um, I'm guessing we might not. No, so it looks like he practiced yesterday and then didn't practice today. So a day of rest, maybe. Maybe I don't expect him to play. To be to be honest, I expect him to be back next week, not this week. Just based on the injury, like, and my own experience with that kind of injury, the swelling, it's about getting the swelling down. Mm-hmm. And that just takes time. Like, I know he's a freak athlete, and I'm not saying mine and his bodies are anything similar, but, like, when you roll your ankle like that, it swells up bad. And it just takes time for it to go down. Yeah, not much I you can like do. Anything with the ankle, I mean, it just sucks. Like, that is... A shitty injury, man. Like, anything that has to do with the ankle. 
Well, ro- rolling it is like a particular type of injury too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like right. Um, if you play like that's like a very typical basketball injury. You land on people's feet. You know, like and it happens. Uh, or just jumping a lot. Um, it happens, but like such a weird thing. Like two guys not really part of the play, and he steps on another guy's foot and rolls his ankle. It just take those things. There's nothing you can do. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a total freak injury, for yeah. sure. It's not like something where you can, like, oh, I'll, I'll strengthen the other stuff and whatever. I'll just, it's a pain tolerance thing. It's not really a pain tolerance thing. Like, your range of motion is screwed with this, with the swelling. It's, you know, like, it's just, it's a shitty injury. Um, on, a, on a hockey note, it looks like Joel Quenville, who we talked about last night as part of the Blackhawks thing, he, he's a coach in Florida. Looks like he got fired today. Rightly so. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, that news just came through. So I don't want that to de- derail us from football talk. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't think I wouldn't expect Barkley, Barkley to play this week. And if he does, he's not going to like you're probably not going to want to start him. You might not be in a position to not if you're the bar if you're someone who has Barkley just based on what your other options may be and how you drafted, mm-hmm. but you know, hopefully you are active on the waivers. So I need we need to bring this up. Big, big matchup this weekend. <laughs> I'm playing you for the first time this season. Um Yeah. <laughs> Big matchup. Yeah, but the cream will rise to the top. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you and I have, have our first game of the season uh, facing each other. Um, I looked up the matchup, I mean, pr- prior to you getting your defense going today. Um, on paper, it looks like a good matchup. You know, we'll, we'll see. Um, I think that both of us have an amount of under and over performers. Yes. You know, and um, yeah, so it's going to. Yeah, well, I'll run down the, the matchups here. So at quarterback, we got Brady versus Bridgewater, right? Brady is going against New Orleans, who is a, that's a tough matchup. Division games are always tough. Yeah, that's a tough matchup. I mean,. Chances are he doesn't drop four touchdowns like in a quarter, but you never know. But that should be a favorable matchup on your side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then we go down to our running backs. We got Kamara Henderson. You're clearly Kamara is the better matchup there. Although Tampa's not an easy matchup. Tampa Bay. I mean, have they faced a good receiving back yet? I don't know. Well, they faced, I guess, Dallas. They did. Um, and th- I remember that game that Elliott didn't get a whole lot of carries because they kept him in the block a lot, too. Like, they weren't – so he wasn't able to get receptions either. Um, right. So – and I got Henderson going versus – versus Houston, so... Talent-wise, talent 
one player's better matchup wise, one matchup is much better, right? Like, and not in the favor of the talent. But you know, we'll see. I I like I haven't looked at Tampa Bay, even though I have Brady in a league. I haven't looked at Tampa Bay's schedule um, to look at like who they may have faced at back. So while we're going down, you can go down to the next game, and um, I'll go back. So we got. I have Alex Collins. You have uh, Cordell Patterson, um, who has been playing really, really well this year. Uh, I think that is favorable in your, in your, for you. Yeah, you've got the classic like um, catch the ball, like versus runner, right? In yeah. that regard. Um, so uh, uh, real fast. So the the Bucks have played Dallas week one, then Atlanta, the Rams, New England, Miami, Philly, and Chicago. I don't know that they faced a player quite like a running back quite like Kamara, so it's going to be interesting because yeah, they've been very good against backs, but I don't know that they faced uh, that good of a receiving back this year yet. I mean, that might be a game where like there's not a lot of fantasy points for either team either. It probably would be dumb for me to trade them. Honestly, the only like, way the only way if like I were in your shoes that I would be trading him is if I were getting like two really good players, right? Mm-hmm. Because when it comes, but I, and when I say really good, I'm not talking about like you know just good. I'm talking about in the top five to eight of their respective position and not tight end. Um, of another running back or, or receiver because what someone's trying to get off of you is possibly the number one back. Yeah. And depth is important when you get in the later points of season. As guys start to get hurt, there's still more bye weeks to go on and wins get tighter. Weather drops, passing isn't quite as prolific. Um, so getting two very good players might be the only way I do it because we still don't know. But in your case at 6-1... and one, it would have to be a hell of an offer. Yeah. You know, like, it would have to be a hell of an offer. You know, but if someone were to come with something that was interesting enough, right? Like, if someone came to you and said, like, oh, I'll give you, like, Swift and um, let me think of, like, another receiver that, like, and this is hypothetical because I doubt this person has these two players <laughs> in our league. Right. But, like... Um, but if someone was like, oh, I'll give you Swift and Debo Samuel, right? Be something you'd have yeah. to think about. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, those are two really good players, at least right now, um, that you'd have to consider. Because those are two players that are that are that can get you a 30 – they each can get you a 30-point week. Right? And you need guys with that kind of ceiling, one, but also, like, they've shown that they're good. That, you know, we're now in the, you know, seven games played – both are in the top five in their position, but they don't have the name, right? You're not going to get someone to give you Cook end no, or right. or Henry end or Kamara end, but you might be get be able to get somebody who get who is getting an overperformer that says, "Well, I think that they're this isn't who they are. They're just overperforming, right? You know, um, they're they're due to come down." Um, so I believe Christian McCaffrey comes off of. IR next week. That's the earliest he can play is next week. Yeah. So you would think, I mean, I don't know, like how bad this 
hamstring injury was, but I I would think being gone for I mean he he would miss five games essentially, right? Um but he's been resting essentially for three weeks. Because they did try to, yeah, they did try to practice him the first week, and then they kind of had to to shut it down. Yeah, I mean, I I assume there was a setback because, like, they said he was ready, and then. So from what I read today, because I did look it up, because I'm I'm debating if I'm going to trade for McCaffrey for some from from somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted to look it up, and basically it was he could run. He could do things, but when he pushed it to the limit, they could he could still feel it. Um, so I get I'm wondering if it's like when you you know how like when you run and you feel like you're about to get like a Charlie horse or you're about like you feel yeah. that muscle just stretching too little too far. I'm wondering if that's what was going on and they just didn't want to risk further damage. So they just said, you know what, we're gonna shut it down. We're gonna let the guy rest and we'll come back. At the time, their record was really good. You know, they haven't been very good. Since he's no, gone out, like clearly, like they the built offense runs, their yeah. entire offense around him, right? Yeah, and that just so um, if he comes back next, not this week, but next, and you ha- and you are the McCaffrey manager, and you've been winning, well, I'll talk best addition you could have. Yeah, right. Right, there's not a better addition in football, and in the league that I have McCaffrey, I'm six and one. Um, best addition I could have. Uh, and I'm debating in this 10-team league if I'm going to dump some of my receiver depth to get them. Um, and see. like, So I tried talking to this, this person about trading me McCaffrey two weeks ago or last week, and he had that feeling, the short-sighted feeling of um, if I trade him to you... Um, that's it. You're probably going to win the championship. And and my words were, you can't worry about what's going to happen with me. You've got one win, you know, like you need to win games and he's not helping you. Yeah. Right. Um, you never know. He could step back on the field and that injury and they just go, you know what? No, his, his season's over. Now you've got players back that, you know, are playing, are going to help you. Yep. Get wins. Right. Yeah. It's not like I'm off. I would be offering garbage. Um, but at the same time, I am taking on risk, right? Like, so, and that's what I was trying to get across earlier. Um, but we'll see, you know, it's again, as I said, it's a full point perception, three receiver start receivers are just really valuable, you know, um, in that kind of format. And when you're not deep there and you've got to start three, like it's not like you've got to start two and maybe there's a running back you can flip out with injury or you have to start three and a flex. To me, that flips the whole equation to wide receiver. Yeah. I you know? Agree. Yep. So like it doesn't matter if they're sitting on my bench. It's going to help you. You can't look at it as like, oh, well, I'm not getting one of your starters or, you know, because – it when I say that format and I don't want it look drafting is only as good as your league mates let you be right there are steals that you have like obviously getting Jamar Chase getting Debo Samuel those weren't high draft picks right like um 
but I only got them because people didn't take them before me, right? I'm not sitting here <laughs> saying I'm a genius, yeah. right? Like, right. it just is. They're just we, you, we talked about Chase yesterday, and there comes a point where I'm looking more at upside, and it just worked out. I don't think that I'm smarter than anybody. It just worked out. And but at the same time, when I when you have Devonte Adams, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, Tyler Lockett, Antonio Brown. Um, Deontay Johnson, right? Like, um, I can play around. I'm seven receivers deep. You know, yeah. I can play around with that position. It, that, but it, my other point is, is just because whoever my wide receiver seven is doesn't mean that I'm willing to just give them up for nothing. It just means I can give them up. I'm perfectly fine not having to play against that player, too. Right. Like, so... That's why it doesn't necessarily make sense for me to trade McCaffrey. Like my not at six and one. No, not at six and one. No, like my receivers, I have Lamb, Godwin, Williams. They're all so Lamb is ranked nine, Godwin eleven, Williams twelve. Right, they're all wide receiver ones. You know, like. You don't have to make yourself worse. Right. And where are you going to get better, right? Like, how much better are you going to get? It's very tough when you've got a player capable of being the number one at their position. Even though he's not going to finish his one because he missed all these games. When you have a player capable of, of being the number one at their position week in, week out, it's very tough to part with that player. Yeah. Especially when you're six and one. If you're one and six... Hell yeah, you're going to get rid of them. <laughs> right? You don't have a choice. Yeah. You have to look at that team that's 6 and 1, 7 and 0, 5 and 2 and say, "Hey, you know, do you want to get just like you did with Michael Thomas last year?" Yeah, I was going to say like I, I my record was not good. I needed to make a move and at the time like or like for the season like Thomas was the clear number one, right? Um, it's crazy to think it like how much that's yeah. changed, you know? I know. Um, yeah, it's not even close anymore. Like, like I had to, I had to make a move, right? I, I just did. It, it was my only option, and it paid off. I mean, I would say generally it doesn't, but. Don't worry about what it's going to do to somebody else's team. Worry about what's going to do to your team. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You're looking to improve your team, and sometimes in order to improve your team, you have to give up something that's on paper going to make someone else better. But you never know how that's going to work out for the full year. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I think that's all I've got for tonight. Me too, man. <laughs> all right. Um, got another late Flyers game. Um, they, oh, yeah. Oh, the sky isn't falling in Game Five. Nope. So now we need a, a Flyers win, and uh, they had a big, they had a big win last night. That's you, huge. Yeah. You beat an undefeated, hot, very good Oilers team. I mean, on the, the road. On the road. Now, the Oilers team, who's good, their goaltending's a little suspect, but. 
this is a team capable of putting up a lot of points. They're very fast. When you watch that team, it's like a team from another dimension, man. Connor McDavid is just wow. You know, he's he's a walking odd man rush. Yeah, that's how fast he is. Yeah, just he just does the game at such speed. Like that's the difference, right? Like there's guys that have better hands. There's guys that probably have a better shot, but there's guys that don't have that same package with the speed he has. He's definitely a generational talent. Yeah, um, sure. There's no doubt about it. He's pro- he's almost definitely the best player on on ice right now. Um, and we do this stupid thing where we measure who's the best based on championships in team sports. Doesn't make that much sense. Um. That being said, because, uh, right, like, look at what we watched here in Philadelphia. We had a generational talent in 88, you know, top three player in the league of his generation before he, you know, before he started fading. Um, but we had no goaltending. Right. So can you really weigh how many cups he has against players that did? You know, like, or had teams that were more than one line deep. You know, like, can you really judge a ring, rings against rings with, like, a Sergei Fedorov? Who had, <laughs> a, who had a team that was three lines deep, good goaltending, you know, like, great defense. I feel like the, the only sport you can kind of do that in is basketball. You play more minutes and there's only five guys, right? Correct. And yeah. And one player can take over a game. Right. Um, but even so, team sports are team sports. You win as a team, you lose as a team. Um, I think that rings are only what you can do to separate, like when you're trying to argue, you know, a, a Brady versus Montana or a LeBron mm-hmm. versus Jordan, because there's no other way you can separate those guys. Yeah. You know, but those are like the 1% of 1% of 1% guys, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I guess I'll wrap it up here because we've been going for a while tonight. Um, so I think I've, I think I've said it, but I want to make sure that I always say when we talk about it. Like, when we talk about, in fantasy, elite talents, and, you know, I think I said something yet last night about, like, oh, I didn't really peg, you know, James Conner or Chase Edmonds as an elite talent. That's in context to their peers. Mm-hmm. Not in con- – like, right, like, we all understand, I would hope – that like if you met Chase Edmonds in person, he'd be the best athlete you ever met in your life. You know, like <laughs> right. You know, um, so we talk about like it's judged against their peers, not necessarily against um, just your average person. <laughs> um, so when we talk about separating out peers, like there's there's even guys that are greats amongst their peers. There's even guys that have no peers, right? LeBron and Michael Jordan have no peers. Maybe Durant. Um they have no peers. They're they're Wayne Gretzky. There is no peer for Wayne Gretzky. Right. You know or Tom Brady. Or Tom Brady. There is no there is no peer. Yeah. So um and, and when you think about that and what it means to say that, just think about how ridiculous it is and i've always said like if you've ever you know like if you ever played high school sports against or with somebody that played even division three college they were probably the best athlete in your high school at the time you went there 
or in the league that you were in. So when you start talking about Division One and then good enough to get to the NFL, even if it's for a cup of coffee, or even you know like even if it's minor leagues or juniors or um, whatever sport you're into, like so remember when we're talking about elite talents, it's tough to come up with other phrases to try and really measure what it what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it's always worth mentioning. And that's the end of my spiel for the night. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow with the Parlay Prince. He's had two rough weeks in a row. Um, we'll see if he can rescue him. He's still sitting above 500. So if you've okay. bet his picks, you're still on the plus side. But he's had two rough weeks in a row. Uh, we'll see if he gets back on track. All right. I'm going to listen. and uh, Bet responsibly. Going. Yeah, bet yeah. responsibly. I will. Uh, all right, I can't bet. Right. I just made a huge purchase, so uh, <laughs> it's like my uh, bet is on what furniture I'm going to be buying. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Otherwise, all I'll right. be back. You and I will be back next week. All right, man. All right.